Rebooch to the nooch, man. We've added brand new dates to the Jay and Silent Bob Reboot Roadshow, man. Check it out. We're coming to Oakland in January, Sacramento, Eugene, Oregon, Olympia, Spokane, Calgary, Edmonton, Medicine Hat, Salt Lake City, Winnipeg, and Fargo. And then in February, we're going to Toronto, Montreal, Portland, Maine, Albany, New York, Providence, Rhode Island, Hartford, Connecticut, Huntington, New York, Baltimore, Maryland, Wilmington, Delaware, Richmond, Virginia, Durham, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina, Macon, Georgia, Jacksonville, Florida, Birmingham, Alabama, and we wrap the tour up where we shot the movie in good old New Orleans, Louisiana. What are you waiting for? Check Reboot Roadshow right now for dates near you. And then as the tour uh, proceeds around the country, wherever the movie is touring, the movie opens in that neck of the woods as well. It's a platform release. So lots of opportunities to see it before, uh, you know, we stream whenever that is in 2020, man. The Jay and Silent Bob Reboot Roadshow Tour is coming your way, folks. Get your tickets right now at RebootRoadshow.com. Hit me! Episode 304. You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek you guys rock and now here's will and trent the gimbal's not cooperating trent gimbal no gimbal is not cooperating hey everybody welcome to another edition of netheads my name my name my name is will and I am the aforementioned Trent. If you want to take part in the program, you can one of many ways. Uh, the one that we most frequently look at or I most frequently ignore is called Twitter. Uh, Trent, tell them how they do that. Yeah, uh, just use the hashtag NetHeads, uh, be it live or after the fact. Not unlike longtime friend of the program, uh, Bryce DeChazzo, who uh, tweeted out uh, a little while ago, about a week ago, an awesome link um to the all, all the stuff that's coming out on disney plus uh and uh so follow the hashtag netheads and uh you can see it too uh some great stuff coming out on disney plus here in just like a few weeks we're gonna get it hopefully yeah hashtag netheads yeah hashtag netheads uh, a very easy way to do it also trent let me uh let me go ahead and, and activate if i'm able to if i can remember how to the uh the wonderful chat channel uh and we can actually now see the wonderful peoples as they, well, at least I can. You have to manually look at all, all the, the... All the lonely people. Oh, hey, that's, this that's, is nice. That song from the 60s? Who sang that? I, I don't know, but don't do not do that again. I'm going to, I mean, just, I'm humbly asking, please don't do that again. I'm kidding. Go ahead, do whatever you want. It's your show. Whatever. <laughs> Leroy Velasquez saying what up on Facebook. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Uh, oh, shit, it was the Beatles. How did I not know that? Yeah, it was just your rendition was so horrible I couldn't do it. Um, uh, oh. What was the song? You, could you, you, could you better. Give, could you give me your rendition first? All the lonely people. Okay, and it's all the lonely people. Where do they all? Something or other. 
close enough. You know, I think I might be thinking of another melody from a different song. That's possible. And I'm, and I'm placing those on there. My bad. Hey, we're messing up the songs of the 60s, 70s, and 80s here on NetHeads with Will and Trent. Wah. Oh, okay. Good enough. Uh, let me turn on the fan here. Uh, anyway, welcome everybody. Uh, it's been a been a uh, as as I've heard described now. It has been a red hot minute, Trent, since we have uh, since we've been on the scene. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything changed in your world? Yeah, I I, I watched uh, Gracias a la Will Wilkins. <laughs> uh, I, I watched Far From Home. Oh my gosh! Finally, dude. I don't yeah. even it's been so long I don't even think we even need to bother putting up a spoiler for for this. No. I have uh, a question for you though. Yeah, okay. Okay, so the potential love interest of MJ, right? Yeah, the the Brad Davis I think is his name. Okay, so I I think at the end of Homecoming when uh uh Hogan uh Happy meets uh Peter in the bathroom. Oh my gosh. The kid that comes out of the bathroom that's him four years prior. That would be totally awesome if it was the case. I'm just going to say that. You know what? As a matter of fact, I don't care. It, let's live in a world where that's the <laughs> where case. it is. How is that? Okay? Just the way they, the, like, because the way they describe, like, oh, he's just that, like, really awkward, weird kid four years ago that no one, no one, he didn't, uh, the, the way they described him, like, my mind just instantly went, oh, my God, that's him. Uh, although I recently, uh, I fell down a YouTube rabbit hole and I did, uh, find out, uh, that I should have been looking in the background a little bit because there are at least two different scenes where two different, uh, uh groups of, uh, team Mysterio, if you will, one of them being, uh, Quentin Beck himself is in the background while Peter is, is walking around. Like, I think when they first come out of customs and he's in front of a machine that says change and uh -huh. there's a guy in a baseball cap and a like a hawaiian shirt and he looks back it's quentin beck and oh, then nice. the uh the tall guy i can't remember his name starts with a g the one who like was the it was the story creator for the elementals and their narrative yes. Oh God, and and who's and who is like he like I I, I need I, I need to, a story or something, and he's like in full on like creative mode, yeah. right? My favorite thing <laughs> about that cutaway, by the way. Anyway, he's walking in the background before the guy offers flowers, and then MJ says, "Bo." Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the anti Mahalo, or it's like yeah. the anti Aloha. Um, it was made for me. <laughs> they, uh, where was I going with that? What was I saying? I totally forgot what I was talking about already. You went down an internet rabbit hole. No, it was even before. It was just uh, talking about the 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 scene. Anyway, doesn't matter. Because um, I was oh he's in the back. The the tall guy is in the background. But what I love about that is when he is in full creative mode. The other thing he has is something that looks like it could be straight out of a movie production where he's got like laminated cards on a ring as a quick reference yes. flip file. Yep. To yeah, make sure like he's got a, all like, the deals. Like, yeah, so, uh, like a. Um... Uh, what's that on set? The 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 canon, uh, the the person that's like in charge of canonizing everything, making the sure script, that like the the line, uh, no, uh, they're, they're, it's canon something, but it's like it's it's the person that's making sure like everything looks the same from shot to shot. Oh, uh, a continuity person. Would yes, be continuity. One of them. That's what I was looking for. And yeah. then there's also yeah. to make sure the lines are right. There's I think the script supervisor. Yes, I don't know. Uh, I've been on a movie set. I still don't know. I have no idea. Uh, by the <laughs> way, Leroy Velasquez pointing out, Nethead, say hi to my friend Carissa. It's her first time falling in love with Trent Hunsaker. 
That Ooh. is just the face you want to make when somebody says they're falling Ooh. in love with you. I don't think that's that's. Oh, hi, Car- hi, Carissa. Well, that's just this just took a horribly, horrible, <laughs> horrible turn. So, Trent, um, you finally got to see Far From Home. I'm so happy for you. And, and I did it. I did. It, I, I rewatched Homecoming, and then right after, just started Far From Home. Boom, boom, boom. And uh, man, I I forgot how marvel they are right like like we've we've been in like the news cycle of like uh, sony selling rights they're upset about whatever um and you just forget like these are full-on like marvel movies especially far from home even more so Mm -hmm. um with like the captain america like uh tie-in or excuse me homecoming with like the captain america tie-ins and whatnot um but it's great because i feel like this is the first film that actually has a direct tie-in to another film that didn't even really have much of a tie-in to Endgame being Captain Marvel itself. Um, the, the, the final sequence, uh, we, we see what I'm assuming will be uh, the, the setting up of what will be S.W.O.R.D. Um, instead of S.H.I.E.L.D., but S.W.O.R.D., which is kind of the uh, extraterrestrial defense uh, watchtower, if you want to go into the Justice League-esque uh, take on things that's controlled by shield it's just another organization called sword and it's great because you got to have all those scrolls come in um who, oh man I, I don't know i just i got so transfixed on on the scrolls trying to look at their teeth when they were speaking <laughs> like it like and i swear i could see i could see like a couple of like of the real teeth behind the faux teeth uh, anyway but yeah it, it was a great movie i loved it uh, i'm glad to hear that because it, it really is one of my uh yeah i it I think it it my biggest fear was it uh, being able to do better than uh, Far From Home did, kind of uh, to to kind of build on on what I viewed as a very good movie. You know, because personally speaking, it um, with Far From Home, they really the, nothing on screen was really wasted. Right? You follow me? Right. Yes, I do. So, uh, like, there are so many little elements of the story that that help carry it along. So you've got, you know, like Peter needs to use Ned's laptop because he lost his uh, rigged laptop in the backpack that was attached to the dumpster, which by the way, still my biggest problem. If he's so goddamn smart, why did he put it on a dumpster? You know what I'm saying? Well, well, and, and so it's interesting that you bring this up because uh, I've recently for the very first time been going through the Harry Potter series of books. And every time I have like a, like uh, this is the like no, this is so dumb. He's here, like, why would he do this? You have to remind yourself, it's a child, right? Ah, true. Like, like, and that's what teenagers do, right? Like, I can't even tell you how many times I was supposed to take the trash out, and for some reason, my teenage brain just forgot to take the trash out, right? And so when I would come home, my mom would have dumped the trash out in my bed. But even then, I would still <laughs> forget to take the trash out because I was a teenager. That's what teenagers do. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I would forget to take the trash out. That is just oh, genius. So, by so the way, uh, Trent, just so everyone is aware. I, oh, I see what you mean by gimbal now. Yeah, we're doing a little Instagram. It's a little crooked. Sorry, folks. Uh, but uh, this is... Uh, this is us streaming live, and this is kind of my view when we're doing NetHeads uh, live. So there's uh, Trent. There's a bunch of mess on my desk and the light, and, and here's OBS. And uh, I just wanted to, to test it out because uh, I did have a, a gimbal 
for uh, something that I recently did, which we'll touch on in a second. And I just wanted to give it a little test. By the way, I got to say, uh, if you're going to be doing video um, for any reason and you want to keep it nice and smooth and looking good, the gimbal is definitely a way oh, to go. Dude. It's such a yeah. once you understand the mechanics and yep. how your uh, your wrist becomes very uh, important in, in what you're doing with this thing. Uh, it is just a nifty tool. And by I mean, the way, if you're catching this on, on Instagram, you can just go to facebook.com slash netheads on air, or you can go to patreon.com slash netheads on air. And uh, if you're a patron, you can uh, watch us streaming live too. Bye, everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, cr crazy, right? Like technology that's been around for a very long time, but uh, up until, you know, the past, you know, five years was relegated to like very high end cinema production, like, like, like off of a helicopter, mm -hmm. right? Uh, as far as use as a gyro goes. And the gimbal has like been the democratization of that technology into your freaking phone, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, and they've even got like a, this, there's this 4k one, I think it's called like an Osmo or something. And it is, yes, uh, it is. Yeah. And you can pair it with your phone, at least in recording video to see a larger screen that you're shooting on. But that's not what I'm talking about. I just wanted to shoot that little Instagram thing real quick. Cause you know, why not just do a little quick live and throw it in a story. Uh, also because like I broke it out earlier, uh, just because, uh, I was killing time before the show. And, uh, I, as I said, it's a kind of a new toy and I wanted to see what it would do with the vertical video. Cause if you're doing like Instagram live, a lot right. of that stuff, unfortunately is oriented for the good old yeah, vertical for, video for, for, for mobile based viewing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's the world we live in. And sometimes you just have to accept that. Uh, but, uh, but getting it uh, to work and balanced is interesting, but I do, I will say if you have to shoot anything for a long period of time, it definitely helps to kind of have it in that, that post position rather than trying to hold a phone or, or anything else. Yeah. So really convenient. And I'll, we'll talk more about that later. So far from home, uh, overall impression. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, gosh, what did I rate it on letterbox? I think I gave it, uh, three and a half stars out of five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just uh, not not willing to fully commit. Your uh... I mean, so so I'm I'm of the I'm of the rating that like very few very few things get five stars, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Like, so so those go out. So so I mean, most people, I, I would say it's like a B plus. Like if we're going on that scale. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. I accept that. Oh, hey, by the way, would, why don't we? Uh, I almost forgot about it. Let me uh, also kick us uh, truly live, if you will. And we'll uh, we'll hijack the uh, good old fashioned stream as well. Okay. Yeah, works for me. I'm glad. Um. There we go. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad Ned uh, was also blipped. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's one of the things that you have to accept is that almost all of the main characters had to blip. I think the sure. one funny thing about Brad Davis that you brought up is just like, you know, he looks like this awkward little kid and then somehow he, he grows up and you're like, oh, it's one of the kids from Twilight now. What the hell? Yeah, totally. You yeah, know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, and and oh, God, the, the one of the best parts of Homecoming, I'm glad they were able to bring back into Far From Home, which was the uh, w what we called Channel One the in high school the the news crew. Kids oh yeah, definitely being just and and the girl is so awkward and uh, fantastic. Like, uh, yeah, it's great. I'm glad, <laughs> and and that was a great way to kind of like uh, give quick exposition 
for everyone without having to be like dialogue heavy on 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 figuring out what had happened. Yeah, she's so brutal too because the one guy is like, yeah, my um. My, it, like, my little brother is older than me now. And she's like, yeah, it's math. Yeah, it's math. <laughs> is she He's Betty? Like, is she Betty, by the way? What's that? Is she Betty? I'm not sure. I don't remember. I, I'm so horrible with the characters' names that aren't... I, like, I even forget Ned's name half the damn time. Yeah. Well, and I get I get uh, confused because it's so similar to the character in um the uh ultimate comic spider-man miles morales's original universe yeah but i forget what his name was anyway mm -hmm. yeah um personally speaking i i i know kevin gave it a, a very high rating uh kevin smith by the way in case you don't know what yes. i'm talking about uh i for me i i think actually three and a half i would probably rank it there too i did really enjoy it i liked the story like my only problem with the entire story whatsoever is just the scene where uh, it's after the fact and and Mysterio is basically tormenting Peter to find out who he told about, like, the, the thing is revealed. And I just think in, in the real world, when you see him kind of getting enclosed within a snow globe and being shooken up, that's just not a perspective that I can relate to if it were to happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, it, that and that's literally the only part that took me out of it because other elements about that confrontation were great. You know, where he's, it's like okay, he knows it's fake, but MJ is thrown over the ledge, so he dives after it, and naturally, it's a much shorter fall than it appears. Yeah, oh, that was fantastic. And then, uh, you know, punching uh, Mysterio, and it's a column. All of these things make great sense. Uh, but th that was like my only real issue. Other, other than that, I, I really enjoyed, uh, uh, almost all of the elements of the story. Um, once again, it was disappointing to see, unless you went to the re-release, which I didn't, where there is all of this, uh, story in the trailers that we didn't get to see. Now it's, uh, it's an extra on the video. It's called Peter's to-do list and it's him, uh, selling off like his action figures to get the money to buy, the uh black or the the black dahlia necklace for mj oh, and his, okay. his list is really cute too because it's like sell action figures including lobot and then he's at the at the pawn shop and he's like actually can i can i keep lobot which is funny because he re earlier refers to it, and this is kind of the thing i didn't notice in homecoming either you know he refers to it as that old movie empire strikes back but he's very in homecoming very oriented with star wars lore with right the, oh know, yeah the, that's right the yeah lego death star so little little minor inconsistencies there yeah and and where um there's even the uh the reference to uh uh he said you wouldn't understand it because it wasn't a star wars reference yeah exactly so that was a uh, kind of bringing him back in which is good speaking of which we can finally transition i'm just glad you finally saw it i don't know yeah that it was there's... fantastic i i loved it and and again man tom holland he just he's spider-man right like he's he and he's just he's he's not obnoxious. He's just excited, and that's where all the quips and everything are, work out so perfectly. Mm -hmm. I, you know, that's the only thing. I don't feel that we still got enough of the fighting P Peter Parker as Spider-Man quips and jabs. Not so much as we saw like on the ferry in Homecoming. Right. That was very yeah. The, the whole time I kept on thinking as as he's teaming up, you know, with with the shield operatives is I want more friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. Instead of him you know, being, I, I, being on the, the road. In, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I want more him in Queens or Brooklyn or around the city. Like that's those are always the really fun Spider-Mans for me. Yeah, exactly. Me too. And uh, I still say Tom Holland is the best incarnation we've oh, seen yeah. on film of of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Hands out. Absolutely. Uh, I also enjoyed uh, the one thing I like that they did, and I think they wanted to do it in the original Homecoming, was where they turned the the blue black on the costume and because correct me if i'm wrong in the original design blue was more of an accent against the black in the original concept of the costume yeah, yeah the, the the blue was the shadowing of the black mm -hmm. much in the same way it was when uh after uh was it amazing spider-man 252 where he got the uh he premiered with the black costume the, the black. venom costume yep. eventually uh, anyway, it, 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 I, lots of elements I really enjoyed in the story, so much so that, you know, in rewatching it, like one of the things that I, I did not realize, like maybe the first three times that I saw it, like near the end when Quentin or when Mysterio Quentin Beck is giving him the glasses, it finally seeming, you know, to be shot down and, and just giving up on the bridge. If you look at the way he's holding those glasses and you see the hand motions that happen when Spider-Sense kicks in and he grabs the hand he can't see to move the hand before he shoots him in the head, it's the exact same position. It's, the illusion okay. is covering up the real-world action. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was just, uh, it was just genius. Uh, and now, what do you think about the big uh, post-credit scene? Oh yeah, that's 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 what I love about setting up all the the sword stuff, right? And it's it's the first film to like tie into um Captain Marvel really. Like like you didn't even need to see Captain Marvel to understand Endgame, really. Oh, that that's um, true. No, I, I don't mean about the big scroll reveal. I mean about Peter Parker's identity being revealed. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, uh, I'm just happy that we get more J.K. Rowling because not J.K. Okay, Rowling, again, J.K. Simmons. I, I appreciate a good Harry Potter movie. <laughs> God damn it! Or book J.K. Simmons mm -hmm. because uh, I mean, and and he's been the voice for all of the animated stuff for the past you know almost two decades. Oh wow, I didn't uh, know that. Um, and and he just he crushes it, he kills it. In fact, if you go to the DailyBugle.net. It is a it is a faux website set up with videos of of Simmons, um, you know, v very Limbaugh esque, rolling off this this like uh, rhetoric of of what a menace Spider Man is. I noticed a lot of the online comparisons were to Alex Jones type conspiracy theorists. Yeah, right, and, yeah. and the other interesting thing uh, that at first the site seemed to contradict, which I think. Uh, once they came to good terms again on the whole Spider-Man MCU thing, they kind of synced up on it because I think Kevin Feige had said, you know, the reason why Smart Hulk was so important to do the snap is because he would do the smart thing and make sure, bring everybody back and make sure they're safe. So that way people in airplanes aren't appearing in the sky and falling right. down and all that stuff. Right. And one of the stories that was on the, the DailyBugle.net was about a stuntman who blipped mid-stunt and there was no cushion for him to land on. And later on, it was retracted because apparently it was just a guy who got injured looking to, to make some money. Oh, uh, so, yeah. Fake news. Yeah. Fake news. Oh, don't yeah. say that. Please don't just. But that's what's so great about it, right? It's mm -hmm. like it, it makes it, it's, it's that blending of, of like real world and fantasy that makes it feel like creepy. Now, the other interesting thing that I think about this, though, is that uh, this doesn't necessarily have to be a big reveal. It doesn't necessarily have to be something 
that is, I don't want to say uh, like uh, continuity, if you will, but yeah. into the next movie, uh, we we know two scrolls, and you know there have been plenty of times in the comic. For example, I think uh, Daredevil one time filled in appearing or in the Spider-Man costume showing up in oh, court. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you could very easily have a scroll be Peter Parker and Parker could be Spider-Man, et cetera, et cetera. So there are a lot of ways that it doesn't really have to continue. I, uh, I personally hope that's the case because like you said, I I do want to see more of that Queens based simple Peter Parker. Yep. And when you have his identity revealed, especially as a kid. Which is a really messed up concept. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're doxing not only like, you know, doxing someone, but like a minor. Yeah. It's really right? messed like, up. Like that's wrong on so many levels. Uh whatever they do, I hope they just don't do uh the 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 angle of when they made Spider Man no longer married to uh Mary Jane when uh he made a deal with Mephesto and the whole world just forgot. Well it was it wasn't it 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 was it wasn't just Mephisto. It was like oh no no no, pardon me. It, no, I'm I'm mixing up things. Uh, one more no, one more day or all new day. It was kind of Mephisto and then also didn't uh, like Doctor Strange and um the leader of the Fantastic Reed Richards and Tony Stark the, the Illuminati. Involved. Yeah, well Okay. That's that was their t- that was their name in the in the comics was the Illuminati. Yeah. Oh, okay. Weren't they somehow involved in in creating uh, the forgetting yeah, of it his... was because it was all post. Um, it was all the aftermath of when uh, Peter Parker revealed his name to. It's probably two different in events. Civil War commingling yeah. in my mind. Yeah, because that was a big reveal too. Is that uh, Tony Stark got Spider Man, and this is when they debuted the Iron Spider suit mm-hmm. at Civil at Civil War, or in the MCU we know as Instant Kill Mode. <laughs> <laughs> I personally thought that uh, the new costume design was really nice. I like the things oh, that he yeah. did, adding the new functions. I also think that uh, it, we actually did have some. It was interesting to see sort of the stories of homecoming and far from home get juxtaposed because you had in homecoming this kid that really wants to instead be an avenger and in in far from home you have an avenger who really just wants to be a kid right so it was a nice uh comparison between the two lives and perspectives especially when he's just like you know isn't there anyone else you can get to do this uh, but, you know, I, I guess it, kind of the reveal at the end of the movie as well is something that may have had to sort of happen since in the end, there has to have been somebody who ID'd the fact that Spider-Man was in London during that last battle. And, oh, for and sure. there's enough of his classmates that could go, wait a second. Well, I mean, MJ was able to piece it together fairly easily herself. You know, you there's, know what I mean? there's also one big plot hole from Homecoming. That would definitely reveal the fact that uh, it, it Spider-Man is a student at uh, whatever tech school they're at. And that's yeah. that when uh, Spider-Man borrows Flash's car and his phone, he then uses it to call Ned. Now, unless Ned is oh, a super yeah, hacker, that's, right. that's a call log from a stolen cell phone to Ned, uh, from to Ned. So it's yeah. like for a while. That's a good point. Yeah. So there's a bit of a connection there. Not to, not to get too pedantic. Mm. But I did. I but speaking of Flash though, I like that they developed 
uh, Flash's infatuation with Spider-Man, not in the sexual sense, but just in like an admiring sense, um, like he is in the comics, right? Like yeah. Flash is, is like he loves Spider-Man, like he's he thinks he's the coolest, and we didn't get to see that in Homecoming and in Far From Home. Like he stands up for Spider-Man a, a bunch. Notice they also were they worked really hard to try and make us kind of sympathetic to Flash because there's obviously a whole story about his parents just not caring about him. Yeah, that kind of played right? out in like, the background. Yeah. Like once Peter's got the Edith glasses on, he's like, you know, like mother, I haven't heard from you or father in a while or something along those lines. And and, the, and then at the end, uh, you know, he's like, oh, they, they couldn't make it to pick me up, huh? He says to his driver. And the driver's just like, mm -hmm. like oh, uh, my God. I, I do want to go back and freeze frame uh, when he has the glasses on, though, and he's looking at everyone. Because uh, there, there are these just little titles for everyone. The only one that, that I was able to see and I thought was hilarious was for the science teacher played by uh, J.B. Smoove. Who's like uh, looking up witches or something. Yeah, it, 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 it says, is uh, believes in witchcraft or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> which, which is so funny because he's like, you know, in, in, in I'm a man of science, so witches. Yeah, and, and Ivan's is completely redacted because it's blacked out because he's working right. with... You know, this operation that, that, as you point out, is kind of sword oriented now. The next, Yeah, totally. And, and it's funny you mentioned that, too, because it, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, but wasn't sword. Didn't they have a base in space? And that's where Nick Fury, we find out, is at the end of yep. the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which and it's almost a misdirect right from the get go because you're like, oh, shit, he's in Tahiti. Um, yeah. If, if, if you've been watching, you know, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then it's a it, wonderful it place, and, Trent. Oh, gosh, man. So great. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, so enough far from home talk. Um, so uh, we haven't been on for a little while, naturally, and I've got a gimbal for a reason. Uh, let me tell you. Do you mind if I tell you a little story uh, and you can please. ask questions along the way? Please. Maybe we should treat it like you should interview me about it. Maybe we should do that. So that way I'm so not will. Like, yeah. Tell us how how your uh, a week ago Monday was. Okay, well, gee, that okay. Let's make sure I'm not talking too much. <laughs> Great, leading the witness. Um, yeah, I had a really interesting day. A few uh, weeks back, I got a text message, um, basically saying, "Hey, um, the premiere is is on this date. If you would like to come, and uh, you know, I this is, this is for reboot. Yeah, for uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot uh, movie premiere. It was on October fourteenth. I'm thinking the date was if i'm remembering correctly yes um and uh at first i'm like yeah definitely of course i want to go and then i check with my wife and and uh, you know with uh, it being the kids first day back at school she couldn't go so now i was going solo and and then um it turns out that uh, two things happened they reserved the uh, front page of twitch to uh, feature jay stream and kevin really wanted his uh the uh, it streamed and i'll get to it in a second because i realized i just left that out but he wanted Pronoun. something streamed on his facebook as well and this was an amazing thing it was uh both jay muse and kevin smith getting to put their hands and their feet in cement in front of the tcl chinese theater much yeah. in the same way all the big stars have uh, the comparison he did is he brought up c3po and r2t2 which are two of the ones that i remember and if you got, and if you if you want to realize how important this is you're when this happens you're basically becoming a part of hollywood history yeah that yep. literally that will go into the cement and then later there will be somebody who will who will go to put their hand 
there in a way to compare themselves to or to connect with as a fan your hand so yeah it's like a direct connection to people and um and, and becoming a part of history so that ceremony was happening and they wanted that streamed and it was a really cool thing um i got the monopod the gimbal and so i could stream from kevin's and then jay has this intricate in real life backpack and we got that on and and i was given press credentials so i got to go up on on this this uh uh, what are those things called when there's multi-levels kind of like uh, scaffolding yeah bleacher kind of situation and uh and and shoot the the ceremony for both of them and the only thing that really sucked is that even though it said it was live jay's twitch stream didn't go out um and that sucked for two reasons one the entire time i was standing in the sun and uh the backpack didn't help so much so now if you go back to uh first of all there is a video on on youtube because standing next to me was uh josh roush frequent uh, video contributor for uh kevin's work and sure. he uh he was shooting that for the youtube channel and i was shooting it for for what turns out just kevin's channel uh and at the point where i finally figured out it wasn't working uh which is near the end where they're taking group photos there's a point where it may kind of go out of frame because either it was because I hadn't had anything to eat or because the backpack was on my back. So I wasn't given off enough uh, of the heat that I was getting. But literally my vision, everything that was light cutter colored started going really it, going much brighter and getting like extra <laughs> light around them. Uh -huh. and, and I just literally felt like sweat explode all over my head. I'm like, oh, this is it. I'm going to go down now. That's I'm. <laughs> This the stream the stream is going to end cuz I'm going to fall on the people in front of me. I'm <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be memed. This is going to get memed. Yeah, exactly. This is not good. Um but the ceremony itself was was really it was really fun. Now, when I got in that day, uh basically my whole morning was mapped out. It was like land get to Jordan and Jason's house, hop a ride with them over to the the uh, TCL theater and get in position and get everything going. And the cool thing that I found out in the car on the way there is Jordan just turns back and says, uh, did you know that Ben Aff or that Affleck is doing the introduction? And I'm like, no, I didn't know that. So that was really cool. And he had a lot of kind words to say. And he, he took that moment to, to correct uh, something uh, from many years ago when they were on the Oscar stage to thank Kevin uh, for uh, helping get Goodwill hunting made. So, yeah. so that was really great. And then Harley Quinn came out and just told uh, another wonderful uh, introduction sort of thing uh, to the point where almost made me cry. And then uh, when Jay and Kevin came out to talk, there was one part that there were two parts that just messed me up. The first was him telling the story about the family vacation in the late 70s, uh, where he and his brother let knelt yeah. down to take a picture in front of 3PO, Darth Vader, and R2-D2's uh, hand and footprints. Hand. The droid. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, the whole family was there, and his dad even said, you know, uh, like, you know, one day, maybe you'll be here. So that was touching. And then he said, you know, my mom and my sister and my brother are here. And then he pulls out a container and uh, these are some of my oh. dad's ashes. So this is the first time in 40 years my entire family is back here. And that part got me choked up. Harley almost got me. That almost got me. And then right before I thought I was going to faint, um, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're uh, doing all their stuff. And then Kevin just kind of looks. He's got the urn in his hand for a photo and he looks down. 
And and essentially what I found out after the fact, he told me, yeah, I just looked down and I'm like that. I just saw like that this one perfect spot. He reaches down and presses the bottom of the urn into the cement. So that way, you know, for all eternity, his dad is there with him in essence. And, you know, there's also this one little thing where people will be like, oh, what's that? Uh, But that part got me as well. Yeah, on on, 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 uh the world of kevin smith uh face or facebook uh group that was a a long thread people were like what 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 is that what 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 is that thing blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah someone finally chimed in and said you know it's, it's dad's urn and then muse he really wanted uh, his daughter logan to be there to kind of like get her hand in there too but it couldn't so that's why if you look on his it has uh, l l m on his for Logan, I think Logan Lee Muse. I'm not sure about her middle name. So both of them kind of capturing an important essence of their life at the time in there, uh, which is just for for people that you admire when you see something really cool happen for them. That's just that's just so. There's no other way to put it. It's just so nice. You know what I mean? It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Now I did have uh, because the situation had tanked with his with Muse's Twitch stream going during the ceremony. Uh, the moment he's like, okay, well, we can use the phone. I was capturing a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff, which was great because we got to talk to some of the people that were waiting. We got some closer shots of, of the cement. But the best part is it meant I was there until the end, and I was able to glom a ride back with uh, with Kevin and, and, and Jordan and her yeah, mom. Yeah. And the best part, because as we're working our way out of the parking garage, uh, and we're on the street for just a moment... Kevin scared the crap out of me. But the reason why is because he just let out a big old, come on. And, and, and everyone in the car just kind of froze. And he's like, part of Hollywood history now. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man, you are. And, and in that okay, moment, man. too, I, I really did. I kind of got choked up again. Because, again, for people that you admire, it's just nice yeah. when you see good things happen. Yeah. So that was that portion. That was the morning. Then uh, I got back to, I got a lift back over to uh, first Kevin's house. Then we transitioned to Jay's car and then we went back to his house. I got my stuff and I walked down to the Lowe's hotel uh, where I was being put up. Thankfully, I uh, was able to order some food finally. I also went to the 7-Eleven across the street just to get like <laughs> water and juice. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and the essentials. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I also, by that time, I also had a raging headache, so I also had to stagger down to the Walgreens and, and get, like... Get Excedrin. Yeah, I got Excedrin, I got Advil, popped them both. I'm like, yep. the hell with my stomach, I'm getting food, throw that in. But uh, that thankfully cured the headache, because uh, the other thing that came from the snafu with Twitch is that uh, Muse is then like, well, can you shoot the red carpet? And I'm like, well, goddamn right I can. <laughs> yeah. oh, I mean, God, if I have to. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> let, let me ponder this request. So you're asking me <laughs> if I can stand on the red line of the red carpet with all the other press for, mm-hmm. you know, the hour before the premiere. And potentially talk to the people that are walking the red carpet. I think I might be able to do that. Yeah, definitely. I can yeah. do that. <laughs> yep. So yep. so that's exactly what happened. Got my badge. Uh, stood there. And Josh Roush again was with me. Now, for those that don't know, Josh also shot all of the uh, like behind the scenes and documentary stuff and the uh, road to reboot clips and everything on yeah. production. So everyone knows his face. So he was the perfect person 
to have next to me and to ask like questions even because it was Jay's channel. It was very, it was like, what's work like working with Jason Muse. Uh, but everyone saw him and lit up and then they would come right up to talk yeah, yeah, to yeah. him. So that worked out really well. And, uh, the, I, uh, gosh, who did we, we got to talk to Joey Lauren Adams, Chris Jericho, uh, um, oh my God! Drink it in, man. No, what's his name? How can I? Why am I blanking right now? Um, Portlandia. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, uh, Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen, dude, right there yeah. in front of me, three feet from me. Um, also, uh, Marion Gigli Gigliotti, I think is the way it's pronounced. Yeah. Uh, from Clerks, uh, Brian O'Halloran. You know, all these cool people. You can go to Jason's Twitch stream. It's twitch.tv slash jmuse, J-A-Y-M-E-W-E-S. If you haven't seen it, you can see it there. Uh, plus, you get to hear our banter going along. And the funniest part is uh, there's another Twitch person. I think his name is Pizza Explorer, right? Okay. Okay. And he uh, he was, he was uh, about, I want to say about 15 or 20 minutes into the stream, I realize there's somebody else right next to us and he's also asking like questions and I look over and I, I don't really get a chance. He introduces himself. I say, Hey, I don't really get a chance to, to really get a good look at him, but I do take glance and I'm like, I don't see a badge. And, and at which point I'm like, I have a nagging suspicion. This guy is exactly who I would be tonight, which is somebody who. I'm going to grab a camera and try and, and get into like, the premiere. Yep. Which, by the way, you can also see his footage. It's twitch.tv slash pizza explorer. I really shouldn't be pumping him, but, you know, <laughs> he, he did give us a follow on Twitch. So right on, dude. Um, yeah. He uh, but he he did successfully get in. He was just like walking Hollywood Boulevard. I think he was throwing down some lyrics and then he just happened along the entrance and he walks up to security and says, yeah, I'm press. And they just send him right in. And oh, my God. Now, now, mind you, remember, <laughs> I started off this this portion saying that we had at the last minute decided we would stream the red carpet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that means at the last minute they called in and said, yeah, we're going to need uh, credentials for these people. Uh, it's for Jay Muse's Twitch stream. So at the point where he might have been kicked out instead, if you if you watch his stream, yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm with Twitch. And they're like, oh, Twitch. Yeah, they're over there. Oh, you're the you're the Twitch guy. Yeah, the, we, we sent them no, all over there. No, no, you're one of the Twitch guys. So we yeah. help. <laughs> In a way, we kind of help open that window. But the beautiful part is at the point where the line is winding down, only Kevin and Fred are, are actually at that point. It's only Kevin. And he realizes without a badge, he can't get in to see the movie or anything. He there was one part where and this is the point where I knew, OK, he's not supposed to be here because he asked. Uh, so you, you guys know where the after party is? Ah, uh, and all of us just suddenly played dumb. No, what, Pat? No, no, they don't tell. We're just here to shoot this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then, at, once it's just Kevin, and the moment he realizes, okay, I'm about to probably get bounced out of here anyway. He's like, "All right, cool. Well, I'm not even supposed to be here, but you guys are cool. Later." And he walks out, and <laughs> so he successfully, hey, you know, plus plus one for gumption. That's what I said. You know, it's totally. Like, and, and thankfully, he didn't do anything wrong. So it was like, in the end, no harm, no foul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like the, had he been, yeah, like had something, he like, you know, d done something that was noteworthy, right? Then then it creates a whole new set of problems. And then it's this like whole ordeal or whatever. But now it's a cool story, right? Yeah. And and, it, and it's and, he, and it's like someone that's be like, right on, man, good for you. But it, it's right on that line of being like, you 
idiot. <laughs> well, I was happy for him. Um, so then the, I, if you go back and you watch that, the red carpet coverage on Muse's stream as well, you'll also find out like we didn't, we had no lighting. So we we got people like with what I call a, the moonlight shot because they're like half lit, half dark. Yep. Yep. Um, but it, but it still, it worked out. But then the thing that, that Roush told me too is like, well, Kevin also wants the intro done because uh, for time he 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 had to to tighten up what he was going to say at the handprint ceremony and i think he wanted that to go out as well so he could get all the appropriate thanks out and give everyone the recognition but for me it led to what i felt was the coolest moment it was kind of like my uh, my spinal tap moment except we knew exactly where we were going we weren't wandering backstage and that was me just literally following kevin from the red carpet into the theater then I get in position, get him coming in, and then introing the movie, which was just, uh, it was, it, I don't know, it was just, there's a few moments where you you want to feel like you're you're doing something that's cool, like you're uh, yeah. you're maybe a, a documentarian or something, and, and that was yeah, that yeah. moment. Not to yeah. mention knowing that, that anybody that would see the stream would be able to, uh, you know, see and experience part of the premiere that couldn't be there. Cause I know that there were, were people that I know online that, that weren't at the premiere that were then kind of living vicariously through this. So yeah, yeah, yeah that was, sure. that part was really cool. Uh, and then, uh, the only thing is I then had to rush to try and find a seat to finally see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You brought me to the front and, and that was great and all, <laughs> But now I gotta go to the back. Yeah, well, nobody's saying it. Actually, I was I was probably about four uh, four rows back from the front. I was on the side. I did not know it, but I was sitting next to uh, a, an old Viewaskew boardy that I'm at least aware of. I don't think I'd ever met. His name is Josh oh. uh, B. Fresh from the Viewaskew board. So that was yeah. really. I didn't even know I was sitting next to him. I found out at the after party later, and the after party was only a few blocks away. But it was also up on a hill and decided to walk. Boy, that was a great idea. <laughs> uh, by the way, I, I threw all the gear that you had. If you are a view, if you are a Kevin Smith fan and you have seen his movies, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, in my opinion, is it is first of all, it's entertaining from start to finish. Also, the way I would describe it is it's kind of like the old Reese's peanut butter cup commercials from the past. You know, hey, you got your chocolate in my peanut butter, you got your peanut butter in my chocolate. Right, yeah. That's what this movie does. It's like, hey, you put a heart, you got a heartfelt story inside of my stoner comedy. Hey, you in, got in, a stoner comedy inside of my heartfelt story. Why am I, why, why am I feeling things in the middle of this dick and fart joke? Yeah, exactly. Because that's, that's what this movie does. And it's even in the trailer. Uh, you know, it, it, this story kind of takes a left turn you aren't expecting when Jay suddenly finds out that he has a daughter that a he's daughter. Yeah, not yeah. known about. And then it, it becomes this big story about parenthood. And then the big uh, like reveal that we found out when the trailer dropped that Ben Affleck was in the movie. Yeah. Like that whole section is just so goddamn heartwarming. Dude, I like I can't wait for you to see it. And and you will, by the way, because right now, even though you may not be able to get tickets in all markets, go to rebootroadshow.com. It's a platform release for the movie. So it goes out, they tour the movie, and then the following Friday after they've been in that market, it plays in theaters. Yeah. One of them is in Utah, Trent. Salt Lake City, yeah. So you'll be able to, if you can't go to the Reboot Road Show uh, tour, which, by the way, 
I don't know. You might know somebody. Probably could drop your name. Just saying. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll, I will work for it. I mean, you don't necessarily Whatever have to. I will put the balls on my chin. Okay, or no. What, first what, of all, no. I was thinking high res photos might be nice, but not necessarily required. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> never, I guess that's that's uh, payments a little less than I was willing to give. So, okay, I'm down with that. There you go. Um, but even if if not. You know, it's still in. It'll be in the Salt Lake Market. Then at certain movie theaters after the fact. So yes, uh, at, uh, it'll be playing at uh, the State Room on the twenty third of January in Salt Lake City. There you go. Uh, so is the, is, is the the reboot Roadshow? Yeah. So uh, definitely something you want to check out. So just so you know, the after party was at like I'll just say it was a, apparently a Japanese themed restaurant, and okay, it had restaurant all around and bars all around. Uh, basically a centralized, there's the entranceway and then there's like a centralized open roof garden and area. So oh, that's cool. where like the reserve sections were for all sure. of the producers and Kevin and the like. And then there were the bars. They also had a cool, cool step and repeat set up for the chronic con chronic con. Yeah, yeah. That you could take pictures against, which I did. Um, and in the bar, they were playing like clips of the movie projected against the wall, like full screen, just to have something going. And it was really cool. Um, the only thing I discovered, Trent, I have no Instagram game at all. What, what, what do you mean? You have no Instagram game? Like, okay. I, I understand that you have an Instagram, not a Finstagram. So that's already telling, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and there's, you know, we are getting of a certain age, so that makes it a little bit more difficult, but, but, but elaborate even more so. Okay. So you put me in a situation like this, which, which I think is kind of funny because if you, if you listen to this, uh, I sit down here and I'm all talky talky, right? I, I don't yeah. seem to have any qualms. Sure. Uh, you go down to San Diego comic-con and my daughter said, dad, you don't mind playing the part of Z grade celebrity at all. You know what I mean? I'll just, anybody that recognizes me, I'll talk to them, yada, yada, yeah. yada. Uh, but you put me into a Hollywood premiere after party like this, right? And one, I hardly will go up and talk to anyone. Okay. Right. And mind you, people all night are asking people i'm sure to take pictures with them i don't want to say selfie oh, because yeah. you know it's, yeah. it's somebody else's in it it's not just a selfie and let's not get pedantic right but like I, I didn't take one with kevin i specifically as a matter of fact it's gonna piss some people off because they're like you got yeah. to the after the party why did they waste this on you because i got there did a few rounds or i i tried to i i Got to see Ralph Garman and say hello, Mark Bernard and say hello, you know, basically the people I know. And then there's a point where I'm just like, okay, well, I've been here an hour. It's time to do another rotation. But now this time, let's make sure I, I touch base with everyone I work with, tell them how great of a time I had, shake hands and beat feet out the door, right? Yeah. Because it's also getting late. I got an early flight. Uh, I'm, I've been going since 4 a.m. I'm run down. I didn't sleep well because I'm pissed scared of not waking up on time right. for the flight so many things uh but as i'm standing there you know i'm even seeing people take pictures with kevin and chris jericho who are both talking at the same time and i didn't think to ask to get a picture both with kevin and chris jericho at the same time you know i i, I walked up and and said told dan fogler how much i enjoy his podcast and his work uh -huh. and it'd be great to hear he and kevin again uh did i think to get a photo with him no 
You know, I just I have no Instagram. I have no selfie game, Trent. I I would say you have no selfie game because you have self-respect game. Uh, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, the thing is, though, right? Like, you know, you you I I would like to think that you erred on if there was an error, it was on the side of not being uh, a pain in the ass for everyone. Yeah, but there are so many other people that had no uh, compunction whatsoever to stop at that well, threshold. Well, but but, but <laughs> there was there was one less because of you, and with that one, you made a difference. Well, you know, I think too. It's like I'm already. I already feel like when we sit and talk about these things, I already feel lame and braggy. Okay, and I feel like <laughs> grabbing pictures with people and then posting them is kind of the same thing. You know, because we all know I'm not like bumping up to Chris Jericho in my everyday life. It's not like he's my buddy. So right. all I'm doing by grabbing a photo and and posting it is is trying to get more attention. Which you know, really, you know, I, I I've I've come to the full acceptance of the fact Trent that I am you know we're we're not going to go viral there's nothing we don't we don't have a hook you know we're not going to get we're not going to be influencers none of that stuff all anything right. we do on social media anywhere we stream out we're just doing it because it's another distribution distribution venue that's it you know if anything else our infrequency always has dwindling returns if you will so sure so in that respect I'm not doing it and then part of me too really does think that it kind of cheapens the uniqueness, if you will, of the moment. You know, if I go up to Dan Fogler and, and tell him, hey, you made me laugh. You know, you're you're one of the only good things I look forward to in these Fantastic Beast movies. You know, your 4D experience podcast is fun. You had such great chemistry with Kevin. Uh, and, you know, and then I asked to take a photo in, a, in some way. I feel like it kind of devalues all that. Not to mention, um... There's a certain uniqueness just to having that moment in my mind. You know what yes. I mean? Yep. I, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, Sean Ryan wants to know any dates for an Australian release. No idea, bro. Probably going to be waiting for digital on that one. I could be wrong. But anyway, I uh, I personally speaking, I had a wonderful time. Uh, as a matter of fact, a week later, I thanked Jordan, told her how much I appreciated the movie because I forgot to tell her. Um, and really, if you do have the opportunity to see the film and you're a fan of Kevin Smith, please do definitely uh, take the opportunity to see in a theater with your fellow fans because it is it is a good time. As a matter of fact, um, during the Fathoms release event, which happened the very next day uh, on the 15th, that airing, I, uh, I because there were there were some issues with it going out, uh, basically. Yeah. Well, it turns out it was. I can tell you from the inside, guys, it was human error. The majority of the issues were that the theater didn't download it in advance or had uh, had it not downloaded it without enough forethought, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I was able to buy a ticket and go for my local showing just to make sure that it got out. And I'll tell you, it was not only great being on the total outskirts, outskirts of the suburbs to see the theater at that point half full. But, you know, they were just raucous uh, View Askew fans looking to have yeah, a good time. Yeah, diehards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just, it's nice. So, really, that's the kind of thing you want to go see this movie with. You want to go see it with your fellow fans. Because, really, there is, you know, it's one thing to watch stuff at home. But there's another thing to see it in the theater and have that, that zeitgeist experience, if you will. 
Yeah. Um, not to mention, if you get if you have the opportunity to get tickets for the Reboot Road Show, you're getting the movie that's introed by Kevin, and then I would say a Q and A with Kevin and Jay afterwards. But let's you know face facts. It probably means like two questions get asked, and then <laughs> yeah, yes. <Yep. laughs> Two stories get told, and then, then it's time to wrap up. That you yep. know, but that's that's because Kevin is quite the auteur, if you will, or orator yeah. is what I'm yeah, orator. He's a, he's a, he's a storyteller, and he's he's got a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but anyway, so that was my experience. Well, uh, if you've listened this long, thank you for sharing it with me. Uh, if you if you're wondering why you listen this long, I apologize. Moving on. <laughs> uh, first of all, any questions you have uh, otherwise related to that experience? Um, so out, outside of Fred Arbison, who was the, who was the, uh, other one that you saw and you're like, Oh shit, that's X, Y, or Z. Oh, well, uh, Joe Magnalia. Magnalia oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He was there and Sophia Vergara was in tow. And because I had the gimbal, it gave me the ability to like, if we weren't talking to somebody, I could raise it up and, and shoot. And it's like, you know, who would have ever expected Sophia Vergara to be on Jason Muse's Twitch stream? She was just in the background, but you still got to see her. So yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, being a big modern family fan, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Um, I think also, though, and uh, being a big True Blood fan, you know, for me, that's cool. Having Joe Magmarelli there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, I think personally speaking, uh Doug Benson, uh, seeing him and him talking to us, that was really fun. Yeah, yeah. But also Chris Jericho, man, because like just days prior, I had watched him on TV. Yeah. You know, uh, which by the way, uh, are they having a hell of a lot of fun at AEW or what? I I don't know because TNN doesn't put it on Hulu. Oh man, so you're not seeing it? Nope, none of it. Oh man, I'm sorry. They gotta they gotta work that out. They got to do something there. <laughs> it's okay. Because I've I I have been. Well, wait a second. Oh, because they're not putting it on after the fact. I know you can watch yeah. it live though. Yeah, if you have if you have Hulu Live, yeah. Yeah, which I do. That's how I I get my stuff. So I can also add it to my stuff. And and honestly speaking, you know, for me, this is kind of like my ground level introduction, if you will, to professional wrestling. So you know, yeah. And what I, a great way to to be introduced to it too. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun. And and then you know seeing things happen like you know with the DDP Yoga introducing me to Diamond Dallas Page, and he was recent. He was on this week, so yeah, that was cool uh-huh. to see. Um, but it looks like they're having fun. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm assuming the ratings are good because I see a lot of chatter on Twitter. About oh, I'm it. I'm 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 sure there are. Yeah, I I haven't seen numbers at all. Um, All I know the, is every place where they're when they're doing it, the stadiums look packed. The stadium looks packed. Yeah. So it's loaded. Yeah. So good for them. Uh, which, by the way, that is the one regrettable moment because I was joking with uh, with Jericho afterwards. I'm like, hey, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm Kevin's uh, podcast guy, too. So, you know, the guy that was uh, responsible for, for trying to deliver your quality podcast to you is the same jerkweed with this with this camera. And it, <laughs> yeah, it didn't translate well. It's no. just not a good moment. Not a good moment. <laughs> Not my shining moment. Um, so uh, what else is going on? Any other questions before we move on? No, dude. I'm I'm just I'm like my cheeks hurt from smiling so much, dude. Uh the yeah. For for me, had I been there, the Jericho thing would have just freaking blown my mind. Yeah, that's the and and um believe me, if I had been able to obtain a plus one and and also like hit the lottery so I could fly you out. You definitely oh, would have been. No, I'm. Yeah, I'm not. Only I'm after. Just, I'm, 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 after my wife, of course, turned it down. Y- yes, uh, I would right. then offer it to you. Yeah, I would. Have. And now I just now I'm I'm just feeling awkward uh, about 
implying that I would have wanted to go because I understand. Yeah. It, it, no, yeah. no, don't feel awkward, man. No, Come I'm, on. I'm, You've been, I'm, how long have you been I'm putting blushing. up with I'm this? I'm blushing. You can see I'm going red now. How, how long have you been putting up with this bullshit <laughs> cool stories by proxy from me now? Since what, 2011? <laughs> like, good golly. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Leroy is, uh, Leroy Velasco is pointing out, Trent, you can watch AEW After Dark, which are dark matches on YouTube. Wait, what? Really? God, I'm going to trust him, man. I don't oh, know from experience. I am, I am getting into that. There you go. Put put that in your pipe and smoke it, buddy. Yes. Yes. But, you know, uh, the important part, too, to take away from this is now I've got a monopod and a gimbal, so it'll be interesting to see what I can do with this stuff. Um, so, Trent, uh, I guess uh, one other point just to bring up, uh, because tonight is... Uh, Thursday night, it's the night that The Good Place airs on NBC, yes. which means tomorrow you get to watch it on Hulu. Yeah, I mean, I mean fr Friday is my big day. I catch up on all my shows from the week. Mm -hmm. And I, and I got to tell you, folks, uh, you know, sometimes I, I do have to get just a, a wee bit spoilerish. So if you're not caught up on The Good Place, you know, let's uh, let's just go ahead and throw it out there just a little bit to make sure people are hearing it, that they know. Any time now. There we go. Spoiler there alert. we go. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm just going to fade it out now. I don't even know why I bother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We are just a little bit of the spoiler zone. If you're if you're not caught up on the good place, uh, definitely uh, keep this in mind. Uh, sorry for ruining it for you. Uh, but uh, when the season premiere hit. I thought we were going to get a, a similar season premiere to what we'd been experiencing, where they basically take the two first episodes and they put them back to back. Wasn't the case. Uh, but we did get to see the first one, and it ended with a to-be-continued. Typically, I expect this show to end on a cliffhanger. Right. But there was something a little bit weird. There was a moment where uh, basically a train has arrived at the train station, and they are putting somebody from the bad place onto the train. And Janet goes on the train. Michael goes on the train. And I confided in you about something. I said, Trent, I got a nagging suspicion about something. And, and what was that? Uh, you were like, oh, I don't know. I I just have a feeling that uh, uh, it's uh, someone's, uh, what's her name, in a Michael suit the whole time. Oh, yeah. It's like, it, did they switch out Vicky in a Michael suit? In a Michael suit, yeah. And, and the only hesitation I had about that was, okay, well, wait a second. That doesn't make sense because I, I, I didn't look at it too closely. But I'm like, well, Michael and Janet went on at the same time. How could they really switch somebody out in that scenario? But then the other thing I also noticed is when they came off the train, and this one I kind of kept to myself, Janet comes off the train, but she just kind of walks in the background. She doesn't do what she normally does, which is to like she you normally would come up and stand within proximity of one of our primary players, like you know, yeah. adjacent to or everything. You could think it's camera blocking, but it was a little suspicious. And then this last week, we had a, a wonderful episode, uh, which technically speaking, I think qualifies as a bottle episode. Because the majority of it was shot in Mindy St. Clair's house. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, and basically, Glenn, the the demon from the bad place, shows up and says uh, they've done a swap. That's Michael in a Vicky suit. And then we're spending the entire episode trying to determine if Glenn is right or not. And and, and what was your reaction while you were watching it, Trent? Wilkins. Like he got in my head. Yep. Yeah, because I've just been like, I, the whole time I've been waiting for that to happen, and then... 
Blammo! Yeah. Well, I, I think a lot of people were suspecting that. And then, it, you know, to, to kind of spoil it, it turns out actually they had swapped out Janet with a bad Janet that they had. Um, yeah. That they had. Uh, what's the word? Evolved by rebooting Evolved. her like five, 40 yeah. million times. And uh, I got to say, it was a nice surprise, but it's also something like I said, I had a nagging suspicion. And in the second episode, Janet breaks up with Jason. And at the end, she just has to do the final corkscrew, which made no sense, which was to tell him that the Jacksonville Jaguars had cut Blake Bortles. Yep. And I'm like, why would she do that? And, yep. And sure enough, if you went on the Internet at that point, there were a lot of people that were like, you know what? This isn't I, right. I think they've swapped out Janet. That's a yep. bad Janet. And uh, it turns out that was the case. So this week's episode, which I was actually trying to watch uh, when I did not realize you were waiting for us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> seeing what, oh my gosh, what's happening? I can't wait. Um, it, it, I, I don't know, man. It, it bums me out that this is the last season of this show. Uh, but I'm also glad because we don't have to worry about them dragging out the premise too long. Uh, and and the thing that uh, that last week's episode had done uh, in many ways had kind of reframed the show leading up to this point because it was kind of a slow burn in the first three episodes. And then the fourth episode drops and it kind of reframes everything you've been seeing. Yeah. And, and it spins it in a new direction, which is exactly what I love about this show. It was the same thing kind of in season three when they were on earth it's like okay well this is good but it's it still doesn't quite feel like the good place that i'm used to and then we have the jeremy Barrymy episode and yep. them okay well we're gonna try and you know what we can't get any better but let's try and help other people a very noble cause because they can't benefit from it all and then sure enough i think it was after the jeremy Barrymy. Eh, it was two episodes after that there was a certain uh, feeling of comfort I got when uh, Michael is giving Eleanor, or as he says, Eleanor, back her Eleanor, memories yeah. and from the good place. And suddenly we're seeing the neighborhood again. And I started to get warm, fuzzy feelings. And sure enough, that kind of led us into them finally going back to the afterlife, which is exactly where we should have been. So yeah. uh, I just love this show. I'm going to miss it terribly when it's gone. I know, right? And and it's uh, it's 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 almost like a like a sprint to the end on this too. Like like uh, like we know it's coming. That's the worst part, right? Is is that like every everything is is like so cherished? It, it's it's you know like when when you're hanging out with with uh you know like a, a pet that's aging and, and you're cherishing every last little moment yeah. because it could be the last. Well, it's kind of like uh, Robert Kirkman's approach for uh, for wrapping up The Walking Dead on in the comic book he didn't tell yeah. anybody like there were yep. solicitations for comics after the one that turned out to be the last one and it was because you know he doesn't like that feeling when you know something is coming to an end so he went ahead and wrapped it up and just yep. without telling anybody which i thought i actually thought that was a cool move yeah personally. oh for sure yeah yeah that's and that's that's the way to do it so then 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 it could just happen and almost organically yeah. Without all the internet comments. Yep, exactly. Well, dude, uh, you know, I could go on and on, but unfortunately now it is almost 10 o'clock where you live and uh, you've barely been home. So I think it should be fair that we uh, we kind of wrap this up. Anything else you want you want to give a plug again for the for the fun wrestling project you're doing? Oh, yeah. Uh, go to uh, devotionwrestling.com. 
Uh, in fact, I just uh, rendered, or it's it's rendering right now, the latest episode. So that'll be going up on the Twitch channel um, probably this weekend sometime. Uh, oh, and in speaking of which, I'm actually... Um, everything's called a master's class now, which I, having taken master's classes, IRL, um, I hate that term, but I'm taking a online internet master's class on the uh, PX150 uh, or 170 and the NX100. It's uh, Sony's kind of prosumer uh, cameras. Um, and man, I, the, the next show is going to be a bazillion times better because I'm just learning so much more um, and get, and, and my, my little tech in part to everyone, uh, this week is not all HD is created equally. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Like for example, the webcams that I use for streaming this out, it's HD, but you'll notice it's, it's nowhere near, uh, the quality that you expect from uh, like a 60 frame per second. HD yeah. And, 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 the, and, the, and the codec I found out makes a bigger difference than anything. Like, um, uh, AVC HD, uh, used to be kind of the standard. And now that like, that's, that's really bad compared to XAVC, which is, uh, gives you a, a way, uh, more depth and color and it just, everything about it is, is better and, uh, at a lot more bit rate. So you're, you're going from like nine to, uh, to upwards of like a hundred bit difference. Oh, so anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. Devotionwrestling.com. Oh, and speaking of which, too, thank you very much, Trent, as well, for pointing out a way that we may be able to get you up on the quote-unquote big screen. Because oh, yeah. I did I did test it out with the Chromecast, and, and what I discovered is, uh, unfortunately, the moment you start casting the video or even the screen mirror to the TV, we lose the audio locally, and it would be out of sync. So I'd have to get it from the television, and the whole point was not to have wires going across, which... I don't care because I'm keeping the Chromecast because it looks like it may be the only device I have that'll be able to stream the Disney Plus. Your Disney Plus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because so far, nothing on Fire TV and, you know, nope. I, I don't know about any of my other devices. So although I think I think the TV in the living room may have uh, the Apple TV app, but I don't, I've never used it. So, hmm. yeah. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to definitely keep it for that. But you uh, you did show me a device as well where it looks like we might be able to pull it off. Yeah, and, I mean, and there, it's, there's... it's for nobody but me. I don't even know why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's 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 actually super cool. I was uh, because uh, one of the problems I you know I've been trying to solve is I'm shooting uh, when I when I've got my camera set up for wrestling. Um, uh, we want to be able to have the locker room be able to to see the matches and everything, a so they can see it, and also so they know when their entrances are and what's going on in the show, this, that, and the other. Um, but I can't run you know cable across the audience and the chairs and everything in there. So I just basically, uh, and there's a lot of them out there. Uh, so, pick, you know, pick and choose this one, I think would just work best because it's just a simple dongle. Uh, it's an HDMI, HDMI source, uh, transmitter. So anything that puts out an HDMI source, you can then plug it in the, the dongle and then the transmitter will plug into whatever you want to show it on for a monitor. So, uh, for filmmaking, it's a really easy way to have a, a, a monitor, uh, without having cables or anything and most of the time like field monitors suck anyway for when when you're on a shoot anyway so this is a great way to actually set up like a tv off to the side that that would have a really good picture and you could be able to 
see what it looks like. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how uh, see what we can do with it uh, with OBS and see if it can be captured as a device, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, and, you know, the big problem is we got to keep the audio local on the, the computer. Blah blah blah. Nobody cares. Anyway, yeah. uh, dude, thank you so much uh, for uh, joining me tonight. Really appreciate it. Always look forward to us uh, talking. Oh, by the way, Leroy Velasquez pointing out, you guys hear about Verizon giving you one year free Disney Plus. Qua? Yeah. If you're a Verizon customer or a new one, or I don't know what it is, they'll give you a free I'm year of Disney Plus. I'm going to look into this because I am. Well, also, if you're a Spotify, another thing, too, I don't know how long the offer is yeah. up, but if you're a Spotify premium customer right now, go into your account uh, because you can also capture an offer to get a, a Google, like the little Google Nest Mini thing if you want to yeah. Google Smart Assistant for your home. Yeah. So uh, Hardware is cheap. Yeah, definitely check. They don't care. They want you on. They want you on their platform. That's what's most important right now. Yeah, and and it makes sense too because Google's trying to compete uh, with the whole uh, you know Amazon Echo situation. So right. they've got to find yep. a way to uh, infiltrate. So and that's one of the things too that I think Amazon learned early on. They were gearing up. Uh, they were definitely heading in a direction where they were going to get to the point where they may have been offering free. Um, uh, what are Dop. those fire tablets or oh. or Kindles? Oh gosh, because it's yeah. more important to them to have book sales than to make a uh, hundred bucks on a digital device. Yeah, I mean, uh, plus come come Christmas time, you you can get like a pack of five for like forty dollars. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Exactly. Uh, Leroy pointing out as well, uh, you have to have FiOS or unlimited new or current user. So, so you have to have FiOS or unlimited. So, yeah, sorry, maybe not oh, applicable. Yep, we'll see. Not <laughs> not, not available in my region. Well, God damn it. Anyway, no. uh, thank you very much, uh, everyone who's uh, caught this for joining us. Really greatly appreciate every single one of you. Please sure, be sure to tell your friends about that wonderful, cool podcast, videocast, whatever the hell you want to call us, NetHeads. Uh, share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Well, maybe not your family. They probably don't want to know. Uh, but uh, we really <laughs> appreciate you. Don't forget to check out our Patreon. Uh, just go to deadheadsonair.com. It's the easiest place to go. You can find everything there. It's just that easy. Right? Yep absolutely exactly so until next time my name is will and i'm trent and uh what is it we're supposed to say we'll be back oh thank you thank you everyone no, thank you thank you oh. uh what is it we say we'll be back <laughs> soon this is netheads with will wilkins and trent hunsaker signing off oh. i know right but stop being a little nancy and deal with it Netheads. 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 We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. You know, the only thing that's a bummer is we'll never know the metric of the number of people that will get into like five minutes of my premiere day story and we'll just be like, to hell with this guy and turn it off. <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> 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 <laughs>